ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to VUX World. Today's show, I am super excited for the guest that we have on the show today. If you've ever heard him speak before, if you haven't, you will have done by the time we finish this. If you haven't heard him speak before, by the end of this podcast, you'll realise that this guy is immensely passionate about voice. He is one of the leaders in the voice space. He's been doing this uh, for quite a few years now. The company he's founded is leading the way in enterprise voice app development for companies uh, across the world. He is Bob Stolzberg of Voice XP. Hello there, Bob. Wow. Thank you, Kane. Thank you, the listeners. That was quite an introduction. I'm, I'm kind of in an aw shucks moment. Uh, <laughs> it is truly a pleasure to be here and, and share what we've learned and a little bit about our story with you all today. Thank Wicked. you. Wicked. Thank you for joining us. And we also have Dustin Court along for the ride once again. Hello there, Dustin. Hey, Kane. Hey, Bob. Looking forward to chatting, uh, learning more about what you're doing, Bob, and learning from your experience as well. Yeah, back at you, Dustin. I can't wait to learn more about the uh, book you've got coming out soon, too. Indeed, indeed. And speaking of the book, we haven't mentioned the book in a while, Dustin. Why don't you tell people, give them a little bit of a refresh on, on what you're working on? Yeah, definitely. I'm writing a book called Voice Applications for Alexa and Google Assistant. It takes you from not knowing anything about how to build these skills and voice applications to to being able to release them on your own. And I see, Bob, that Voice XP is hiring some junior skills developers. So perhaps some of my readers can come uh, send you an email when they're done. Absolutely. We'd love to talk to uh, people out there that are interested in, in changing their careers or getting into the, the voice as their career. It's, a, it's, a great, it's never been a better opportunity to get into technology and get into voice. Fantastic. And you can follow along Dustin while he's writing that book. You can follow it along as and when new chapters are released. We'll put the link in the show notes underneath here so you can jump straight to it. Well worth checking out. So, Bob... Hello again, and welcome to the show. Now, thank you. There may be people who are listening to this and are perhaps familiar with with Voice XP. You've been sponsoring Voice First FM podcast shows for for quite some time now. For those people who haven't heard Voice FM before and are not familiar with yourself and with Voice XP, do you want to introduce us to yourself and tell us a little bit about Voice XP? Sure, I'd love to. I, again, appreciate the opportunity. Hi, everybody. This is Bob Stolzberg. I'm the founder and chief executive officer of VoiceXP. We are a software company that is focused on creating voice applications like Alexa skills and Google Actions. We call those voice experiences. That's what we focus on delivering for businesses so that they can do things like increase productivity and efficiency and drive sales and marketing and, you know, provide an engaging voice experience to their audiences. We've been around for uh, over a year. Uh, Time is flying by in the space. Uh, It's seriously a race. Um, Hard to believe that we started in January of 2017 uh, we've been growing exponentially and, and, you know, as far as startups go, uh, it's, a, it's such a fun ride to be on. We're, uh, you know, even though we're over a year old, we recently joined one of the top 10 startup accelerators in the United States named Capital Innovators. And they've been helping us, uh, you know, it feels like every day we're multiplying. Um, you know, we focus on the business space because I myself, I've been um, in IT for 20 years. My background is all engineering. I'm a Red Hat certified engineer by trade. 
Uh, I come from a really, you know, operations engineering background and, and through my career, I've moved into consulting and sales, sales engineering, solution architecture. And, you know, in the past couple of years, uh, I did tours in the product organizations, building programs, running uh, managed services and marketplaces. And, you know, I'm I feel very fortunate that all of my experiences in enterprise IT have culminated to this moment and opportunity in time. And I, I really do feel blessed because to be where we are in the voice space, first of all, we got in early. So we were at the right place at the right time with the right market conditions. And we have the right team and right network and resources in place to build something amazing, you know? And, and our goals are number one, to make St. Louis, Missouri, the epicenter for voice technology. We've, you know, that's our home base. We've got a lot of businesses here using voice in the process of, of adopting voice. Um, and we really, we love changing the world. Our customers are the ones that get that credit because of their use cases and what we're developing with them and making come to fruition. But, you know, that's a little bit about us. You know, we've, we've, we're a voice app company. We focus on the business um, and some of our customers ha are creating amazing solutions. And, you know, we're our whole team is from an enterprise background, both I got to give uh, recognition to Bonnie Snyder and Mark Tucker. Uh, if you want to hear more about them, check about check out the Voice First FM podcast. We gave amazing intros and and they're the real stars of the show on the, on the latest edition. But that's a little bit about us, Kane. Thank Fantastic. you. Nice one. Yeah, definitely do check out that. It's, uh, it's the This Week in Voice episode. By the time this podcast's out, it's probably going to be a couple of weeks old, but the, the topics in there are going to be relevant. It's not necessarily uh, kind of timely, timely stuff. It's stuff that you can still check out now and it'll still be 100% relevant. It is an excellent, excellent uh, podcast. So do do check that out. Um, you mentioned in there then, Bob, you were talking about a few things and let's try and see if we can cover a little bit of that. Um, the team that you mentioned is... Um, quite kind of uh, obviously more than capable and it sounds as though you've managed to find some people of extreme talent uh, tell us a little bit more about that team it, 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 that's that's kind of three of you um, presumably I uh, use kind of the senior part of the company how big is the company and who, who else have you got kind of on board uh, yeah yeah you know we've got a total team of 12 there's a lot of people behind the scenes uh, but you know, Mark is essentially running our product and engineering organization. Bonnie's running sales. And, uh, you know, I'm the CEO, so I'm kind of the quarterback and the janitor and anything else in between. Um, and, you know, really, it's, it's a great team that just came together. And I've, I've been working with Bonnie for five years and have an amazing amount of respect for her. She left a career as a 10-year uh, regional sales director who had achieved 100% quota every year was always going to President's Club or Circle of Excellence. You know, the, the reps from her team before she left corporate America, two of them went to Circle of Excellence. So to have an amazing sales leader, let alone a female sales leader who's a role model, uh, leave, you know, corporate America to take the risk is so profound um and that was just hey bonnie you're brilliant you're capable and she showed the interest you know she she recognizes that voice is the biggest opportunity of our lifetimes and she wanted to take that risk to to get that opportunity that's the price 
And uh, Mark, I met through uh, both of us are Alexa champions. We literally got on a phone call last May where, you know, Amazon invites you. You have to be recommended. There is a, it is a legit program of people who are uh, very proactive and leaders in the Alexa community, not just developers, but, you know, people that host events, uh, write code, empower others. You know, for example, today, I was at my uh, son's elementary school, 8 a.m. on a Friday, volunteering to teach robotics class about Alexa. And some of us host meetups and our speakers, like there are people that go out of their way to promote technologies. And Amazon recognized both Mark and I, um, and we were both just so passionate about voice. And I'm like, hey, I want, you know, I've started this company. I need great people like you. You Your ideas and execution are amazing. And he's like, hey, I'm I'm at the right point in my career where, hey, you know, I can I can take that jump because I want to focus on changing the world with voice. He too sees the, the, the big picture opportunities and how this can, you know, fundamentally change business and our human behaviors. So, you know, again, it, it was all serendipity and how voice XP formed up and how we're rolling out and uh, everything just feels really natural. You know, we're, we're just taking it deal by deal, day by day, feature by feature. Nice. Um, the so you mentioned there that you you'd kind of everyone's kind of spot on this opportunity you mentioned a few times that it's a really big opportunity when did you first kind of realize how big of an opportunity this voice space is and explain a little bit about why this is such a big opportunity in your eyes the first uh lightning strike was when i had somebody call me up uh, they, they knew we were, uh, you know, we were doing Alexa skills and, and somebody said, Hey, I want to take an echo show, uh, or I'm sorry, an echo at the time. And I want to put it on stage at sales kickoff. And I want the CEO to ask a bunch of questions and really, you know, impress everybody. And you know, that, that's what it is. It's a dog and pony show, but it's, it's, it shows the innovation. Right. Um, and they said, can we do that? I said, yeah, absolutely. And I called up my team and they gave us a price. This was before we were really formed. You know, this was all like contracting the workout and, and they gave me a price. I think, yeah. Okay. Here's, here's the story. You guys are going to freak out. Right. But this is why I, I <laughs> left my job, my 20 year career to, to start a company and go full in is because I my, you get the call. Yeah. This is what I want. Well, ho- hold on. Let me call my developers. Hey guys, how much to do this? 500 bucks, Bob, this, this Alexa stuff, we, we're aces at it. Okay, cool. I'll I call this customer back. Hey, it's 15,000. <laughs> we're in. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, cool. It, we, it didn't work out because this was a, this was a fortune 100 company that legal killed it hmm. because you know, there's, it's just to do something. The sales kickoff was in 45 days and anything through a, a big company and legal takes pull an act of God to get that through. So it didn't work out, but I knew I had something right. So that was the the big moment and coming from enterprise backgrounds, knowing how to sell into an enterprise space, you know, it just felt real natural to do that. So that was the real lightning strike moment. Um, And since then we've created business solutions you know, for sales, marketing, HR, finance, legal, 
and, and even down for small businesses too. So it's not just the big guys, but we, we specialize in a lot of custom integrations that deliver, you know, true business value and generate revenue. So answer your question. I hope I didn't ramble too much. No, no, that's good. That's good. Yeah. So, um, let's say that, um, you're obviously immensely, immensely passionate about this kind of area. What, um, and again, going back to the, in the beginning in the intro, you mentioned about how big of an opportunity it is. And if you're working predominantly with kind of large enterprise, enterprise clients, why is it such a big opportunity, this whole voice thing? Why is this something that is, should be taken seriously in, uh, in the corporate kind of uh, environment? Um, great question. And it's, it's a simple answer. And the next disruption, not just in computing, like Werner Vogels, the CTO of Amazon, has said, voice represents the next major disruption in human behavior, period. Because it's just easier to ask to get information or to do something than it is to type on a screen and look at a keyboard. In, mo- in a lot of use cases, I'm not saying it's, it's going to you know, kill mobile or be, the, be all end all. What I'm saying is voice saves you time. That's underscore bold exclamation point red text. Voice saves you time. So what we're solely focused on, I pay my mortgage by focusing on how voice can help businesses save time by being more productive or efficient or getting closing the gap between revenue, you know, and that might be just getting more leads or helping product get their message out there. There's a number of ways, but what, what's different about us, a couple things, there's not like you look at, you can Google Amazon Alexa recommended agencies and there's maybe like 30 of us out there. There's Accenture, there's VaynerMedia, there's Valara, there's Voice XP. Right. And I named a cross section because Accenture does a lot of stuff. They don't really do voice. They might have a capability because they got some offshore resource that knows how to write some JavaScript and can hack it together. You look at VaynerMedia and they're an advertising agency. They want to sell you a brand and a campaign and a strategy. And then you got companies like me and Valara where all we do. Me and David Berger pay our mortgage by, by the voice industry. We have one menu and it's voice. We don't sell pay-per-clicks and advertisements and marketing campaigns and offshore resource integrations, right? Like all we do is voice. We are voice natives. What that means is it, it takes that cloud native term that people have heard, right? My, my whole business runs in the cloud. It's all OpEx. In 2018, I run everything I don't own hardware and voice native is a company that takes those same cloud principles, but lives solely in the voice space. And I want to recognize a couple others that are out there, you know, like the Orbitas, the Lingos, the bespoken tools, you know, there's a few of us, there's a handful that have, have made that jump early and we've, you know, been, been hustling and grinding because we believed the bigger opportunity. And that's, this is, that's the segue that you asked about. You know, a, a recent statistic that came out, you can read it on voicebot.ai. Shout out to Brett Kinsella and Ava. $40 billion of voice 
transactions will occur by 2022. That's just people buying stuff through voice, you know, like instead of at the store. And that's a conservative estimate. And all the numbers like device sales and penetration to households in the United States and UK and Australia have been very conservative. You know, this technology is moving bigger and faster than anything that has ever come before it. And Amazon knows it. Google knows it. I see it, too. And the bigger opportunity, in my opinion, because me and the crew come from an enterprise background space supporting Fortune 1000, which is B2B. I'm a B2B guy, not a B2C. And there's more money in B2B and enterprise businesses than the consumer space which is, I don't want to play there. There's a lot of platforms coming out that make it easy to design a skill just like, you know, a Wix.com, but it's up to that user and their capabilities. And we provide that managed service for our customers to develop, you know, that stuff. So uh, the bigger opportunity, business, enterprise, integrations, and, uh, that's it. You know, when I can, when I can go to a, a marketing executive and go, I can roll out an Alexa skill that's going to cost you a one-time fee of six figures. Let's pretend it's a hundred thousand dollars, but it's going to return $250,000 worth of monthly reoccurring service. Like it's just a math game. Or I can go to, uh, you know, an HR representative and go, let me show you how our skills can save time like it's a just-in-time thing by you know what's your smoking alexa ask my company what's the smoking policy you know we've done that stuff we've integrated with some of the popular uh peos and hr systems out there so that's again the time savings and where where we want to be and focus and build our brand and credibility make sense and so bob you and Bob, you're very bullish on on voice first, of course. What about the potential customers when you speak with them for the first time? Are you finding that they're also pretty bought into the future of voice, or are you still having to do a lot of education? It always depends on the customer. And really, the first question that you can just casually ask to understand their level of adoption is, do you own one of these devices? If the answer is no, uh, think of a sale uh, as like a drawbridge, right? And if the answer is no, the drawbridge is up and it's going to take a lot more work Mm -hmm. for me to get them to lower the drawbridge by educating them. If they say, yes, I've got one. Okay. The drawbridge is probably at a 45 degree angle, right? They, they kind of get it a little easier. And then if they say, Oh yeah, man, I've got one. In fact, I have six of them in my house. The kids love them. (laughs) It's like you, you have a clear path because they, they get it. And then it's our job to, to show them the art of the possible. This is what we've done for this customer. Look at what they've done. Here's the use cases. And then, you know, our, our customers work with us to collaborate, to create solutions that, what are your ideas? Where, where are we going to help the business? How can we make this come to fruition for you? You know, did that answer your question? Yeah, I think so. And one thing that we've heard from a lot of people that we've spoken with uh, on this podcast is the fear of Amazon. Uh, Amazon competes in pretty much every every different vertical now. When you're reaching out to them, are the legal departments something that you really have to battle with and say, no, this is something that is going to be good for your business overall? 
every single large enterprise customer we deal with has legal and IT security questions that we must satisfy in order to pass go. It's just like selling a complex hybrid IT cloud deal. And it's the same conversation. That's what we've, I've had that for 10 years. It's, hey, Mr. Mm -hmm. CIO who wants to move his workloads into AWS, he needs to prove to his board that it's secure and it's got DR built into it. You know, we have to do that same thing with Alexa. And sometimes you will lose a deal because of Amazon's uh, lack of features, their architecture, their service level agreements. I mean, that stuff happens. That's the difference between a skill builder and a business because a business is looking out for the potential risk by using this technology. And a skill builder is just a developer. They can, they can write you something, but for example, of all the other Amazon Alexa recommended agencies on that Prime webpage, under 10% are actually part of the Amazon partner network, which is critical because any, any CIO knows that you have to have 100% support from that vendor to invest in a long-term deal. And Voice XP, for example, is an advanced Amazon partner provider. We're, we're in the advanced tier of the APN network. And what that means is what the other guys don't have is they didn't get on the phone with Amazon solution architectures to show them, here's how our stuff works. Here's how it's DR compliant and password complexities and, our, and security is rotated. And here's how we have multi-tenant solutions. And here's how we integrate with API calls and things are encrypted on the back end, right? Like there is a difference between providing an enterprise grade solution and just writing a skill. And businesses look towards companies like ours because we can satisfy all of the requirements that they need to, to, to move forward with this type of tech. Otherwise, it's just an experiment. And in addition to legal and IT security, we have to help a lot of these customers with a business case because they need help understanding, well, what's the bigger value and bigger opportunity? And when we do that and bring our experience, it just, it helps everybody because we're trying to, we partner. And, and the, not to ramble, but being an Amazon partner is a, is a key distinction in choosing your skill provider because it basically says that they're supported by Amazon, not just recommended by them, and they can bring in resources to help the business. Mm. That's fantastic. You mentioned there that um, I can imagine how I'm just thinking if somebody kind of came in and tried to sell this to the organization I work within, the kind of questions that you would get asked from IT, which obviously you are well averse in dealing with given your kind of vast experience. Um, what then, if you were to kind of elaborate on some of the risks that the IT departments and even legal or, or whoever in the business might come up with, um, what are an example of some of the risks and what are some of the kind of mitigations that you that you put in place? Sure, that's a really intelligent question. You know, we, we work with some companies in the hospitality space that, that put devices in hotel rooms. And, you know, they want to make sure that people can't install other skills 
or abuse the devices, right? Like uh, may, we, we've heard stories of police kicking down doors because somebody left their Alexa on the volume 10 playing music and it was the wrong kind of music, mm -hmm. you know? So imagine that in a hotel experience. Um, in addition, you know, every hotel is worried about security. You know, what is this thing recording? Uh, what is it going to have access to? If someone checks out, can the next person get access to what they did in the past? Is it collecting personal info? You know, so those are the, the types of things that you have to be prepared to answer and have solutions for. And one of the solutions is Alexa for business. Um, and that's what, you know, gives you the ability to run private skills versus public ones where we're publics out there in the Alexa skills marketplace, whereas a private skill, think of it, it's, it's like governed under an intranet type umbrella. Um, and with Alexa for business running a private skill, you can lock skills down. I'm sorry, lock devices down. So, you know, you can only run certain skills or lock the volume to 10 and you can't use the reset button, things like that. So there's there's uh, solutions out there. But, you know, we also deal with other authentication and security solutions that, um, you know, for example, if I we deal with executive report skills that deliver the KPIs or metrics from the business. And these are proprietary confidential secrets, right? Like what was last month's payroll? Um, or, you know, how much money did sales book last week? And that type of skill needs to be protected with things like voice personal identification an Amazon feature that and Google has it where it knows it's you. We also implement other solutions that might send you a text message or an email with a multi-factor code or a link to click with a timer on it that acts as the trigger to then authenticate you know and again those are all enterprise grade solutions that most you know average skill developers rookie shops just don't even have they don't even know about couldn't deliver mm -hmm. you know but that's how we protect these and things because there's it's business at risk and Bob, you mentioned Alexa for business and, yeah. you know, with the features that it brings, like being able to tie to specific locations or device management and and being ro able to roll it out to a select few. How much has that changed how you work with these businesses? Uh, quite a bit. I think, you know, Alexa for business is a great the features that it provides are game changing because uh, it just gives you new capabilities. And, and let me give you a use case. We're working with um, a grocery store chain that's got several hundred stores and we're put in and they're a competitor. I mean, they look at Amazon as a competitor in some senses, right? Because they've got Whole Foods, right? Uh, in the same city. And, and But this grocery store chain also has a delivery partner, just like Whole Foods can do delivery. And what we're doing is putting you know, echo shows and spots and dots in strategic locations in the grocery store, at the end cap, in the produce aisle. So customers can do things like, you know, tell me about the Oreos. You know, Nabisco paid them to have some cool skill running, you know, in a JV with us. Where are, where's the toilet paper? It's in aisle seven. We're do, we've got partnerships with the companies that map the store location data and we retrieve that so that the customer can have that good experience of finding things in the store. And, you know, uh, the sources 
of these things you buy is so important to consumers right now. Imagine going up to the produce aisle and while you're bagging your tomatoes, you say, you know, Alexa, ask a grocery store chain, tell me about the tomatoes. And it pops up this great video that they've already got that shows, you know, how they came from the farmer down the road and they don't have pesticides and, you know, it's family friendly and it ended up, you know, on your plate. That's the type of experience that we deliver. And that's the type of use case that we're rolling out. And we can't just make a public skill to do those things. We need it private and has to be governed by Alexa for business. And those specific device locations, right? You're in the freezer section, you're in the low foot traffic area, the flower shop, all of you know, those now have metrics behind them because we can tell how many people engaged that device. So it's not just find the conference room, <laughs> you know, it's, it's find the bread, find the soup. <laughs> wow. It sounds as though Alexa for Business has a, a whole host of capability within it that, that isn't available on the, the public kind of platform. And you've touched upon a few of them there in terms of being able to lock down devices, uh, being able to have private skills and things like that. Are there any other, we'll, we'll come on to the next question following this will be examples of other Alexa for Business use cases because we haven't really touched upon um, any of that really, have we, Dustin, in terms of the other uh, podcasts that we've done so far? Um but it'd be useful just before we get to those other use cases, if you could kind of, and if, as I mentioned, you've highlighted a few uh, differences with Alexa for Business, but are there any other differences between the publicly available Alexa and the Alexa for Business that, that either excite you or that are, you know, worth noting? Uh, you know, if most people haven't explored this or not familiar with it, here's a good analogy, right? Um, a public skill is like you can just deploy an app on your iPad. Anybody can download it. Whereas Alexa for Business is like I'm giving you this iPad as the IT administrator and it's locked down and you can't install anything on it. And it's already got the applications pre-installed and configured for you. Right. So it's like the difference of just running some app from the app store versus IT giving you something proprietary to get business value out of. And so that's, you know, that's where we focus. That's what Alexa for business does, not just allowing you to provision the devices for the business. I mean, Amazon wants a device in every cubicle, not just every room in your home. And so the tools to provision, control, configure that and lay the, the corporate skills like which would be the equivalent of a, a non-public Alexa skill marketplace or skill store that is only for your company and your skills. And you can provision the skills under that umbrella. Think of it like uh, intranet applications and you can provision them to different devices, different users and groups uh, that way. So, I mean, coming from the enterprise IT space, that's, that's just what we're most familiar with. And I hope that analogy helps people kind of grasp the, the the features and how it works mm. absolutely um so you mentioned a few decent use cases there the hotel example uh was a good one and also the kind of grocery store example of being able to ask about whether it's the tomatoes or the bread or what, what have you um are there any other use cases in particular that um are you know presented through the use of alexa for business and in the corporate world any other use cases that are you know um Sure. New or different or uh, anything like that? Yeah, I'll, I'll share. I'm happy to share a couple with them. Um, but before I do, I just want to 
say that this goes back to you asking earlier about the bigger opportunity. Guys, it's, it's still early. There are so many, the good ideas, ha, some, only a fraction have been had. The real thing is, can you, can you execute a good idea right now? And in the business world, right now, it's fastest to market, early to market, you're going to win. Here's some of the use cases. I hope they inspire you guys. Um, and here's how I think about it. Because again, I've been, me and the team have been solely focused on the business and we get microscopic on things so that we, we know the, the little details, the bigger details, we can see the forest through the trees, but here they are. Here's how we think about it. A business has multiple departments or business units, sales, marketing, legal, finance, HR, operations, strategy, business development. You know, you've got, a, you've got a, a wheel with a bunch of spokes coming off of it. And then we focused and work with our customers to develop the use cases to help their business for those different business units. Uh, I'll give you a really good example. Um, our partners, Dynatrace, amazing application performance monitoring, monitoring company, they have a skill called Dynatrace Davis that when, you can, when configured ties into your you know, uh, IT environment, if you're on Amazon or CenturyLink, wherever your cloud infrastructure is or on-prem, and it, it gives you info about your environment and your application performance, and it gets proactive ab about the diagnostics, right? You can receive an Alexa notification that says your web server's at 90% CPU utilization. You know, or you can find out why transactions failed. So that's a, that's a good use case in itself of what Dynatrace is doing to provide application insight to users. And that helps operations, right? Now, what if you're a call center in operations? We've all seen those big dashboards with how many calls are in queue and how many people are taken and average numbers, right? Well, what if, what if that manager or leadership could get that same info that's on the screen by just a voice report. And to take that a step further, right? What if you're an executive who has to get sales data out of you know, your CRM, whether it's Salesforce or we use HubSpot. We're developing HubSpot integrations because we like to eat our own dog food. I need to know how many appointments were booked yesterday, how many inbound leads came in through the website, I mean, there's just different metrics and KPIs that it's easier to ask to get that info than log into a system, find the right dashboard, and look at it. So then you want to transfer over to, uh, let's go to a fun one, okay? And this, this is really uh, so greenfield, I can't see the end of the field. And it's media mm -hmm. and entertainment. You know, we created the first Alexa skill for a platinum recording artist, a, a, like a famous rapper. And it allows you to do things like, you know, find out his tour dates, how do you book him, play a song or a video. And, you know, that and now, you know, we're part of uh, all the Alexa betas and monetization is uh, no secret. It's out there. And now we're developing Alexa skills with large musicians so that you can purchase a subscription to get to unlock more content or you can do a one-time purchase to, to you know uh, get get a song or buy an in-game item uh, so those are some other cool use cases when when you see popular artists and brands and influencers adopt skills 
I think it's going to really, really influence the the younger generation. I mean, Taylor Swift, you've been sleeping, you know, or uh, I'm not hip enough to, to name any young artists and stuff, but I, I know that Drake broke Twitch a couple weeks ago playing games on there live. And it's like, why doesn't Drake have a skill? This is a new outlet, new platform for his fans to engage with him and a new creative outlet for him. Uh, and that that's a whole business in itself. I've talked to a couple large music labels about this technology and and implementing it for labels under a bigger umbrella. You know, if you want to jump over to uh, a, a use case I shared earlier, human resources. You know, what Alexa, what's the smoking policy? What's the vacation policy? What's what's the next day that we're off? You know, how many hours of PTO time do I have? I got an ADP integration holler, you know, like those are the things that there's so many different systems for people to tie into. And it goes back. The bigger opportunity is every piece of hardware and software out there will need to be integrated with voice because the customers are going to want to just ask to get the info and businesses are going to have to retrofit or build new. So with bigger opportunity is business and the use cases, there's, there's still so many that are undiscovered. Um, you mentioned, so when you're working with, with businesses to build these skills and you give a few examples there, let's say, let's take that HR example. What's the policy on X, Y, Z? Are you predominantly or always integrating with a back office system that will produce and then speak back that information? Or is it, is there then an overhead for the business to maintain some kind of content somewhere that populates, um, answers to those queries? I think it's 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 a custom solution for every customer and I'm not in the business to manage your Oracle or SAP we're in the business to write integrations to that and maintain it and oftentimes we have to work with the application teams specifically maybe the infrastructure teams but I don't want to have uh, a large footprint to support this stuff you know we just you know we write web apps that you talk to this is essentially what it is and we create solutions on the back end well you know a lot of times they'll need storage and databases and caching services and message buses um and, and that's like that's what complex enterprise applications use you know so we oftentimes our customers already have those systems in place and it's our job to interface with their teams to work on a voice integration so they normally so don't far, have to spin stuff up. Everybody's busy maintaining. They don't want to add new. So far, we've, I think, pretty exclusively been speaking about the Alexa platform. And, and maybe that's saying something in, a, in and of itself. But how often are you building things on other platforms for your customers? Uh, quite frequently. Because uh, the smart businesses know not to get vendor lock-in. And they also know they have to have extensible products, which basically means you got to have, you know, uh, if you're developing a voice application, you got to have it on Amazon and Google and Cortana if you're that big. You know, most companies, what we recommend is, hey, start with Amazon Alexa. They've got 70% of the market, the most adoption, the feature sets for business are a little bit richer, you know. Um, but the, but the bigger, you know, I met with one of the largest chemical engineering companies that we're working with and they 
everybody wants to figure out a strategy and a roadmap that is agnostic because you, the, there's billions of dollars at stake for some of these businesses and they, they will not put their eggs all in one basket. So what we, if you're really good and I'm, I'm sharing, you know, some experience here, these big businesses are working with companies like ours to do retainer and licensing deals because they want to help develop products and take them to market. They don't just, you know, or maybe they'll bring in, you know, our, a company like ours to do, uh, to come in and do the development documentation training and then, and then hand off. But oftentimes it's let's, let's build something together. It's not a one-off development. It's not just content management. Um, there's bigger opportunities for the business. And are you using any internal tooling or external tools like a Jovo, et cetera, to build these multi-platform skills? Absolutely. There's some really great partners in the ecosystem. Um, and we don't, we don't want to get vendor locked in either, you know? So, um, there's some really great platforms that allow you to build Alexa skills on them. I'm not going to name them individually because they come with a, a buyer beware caution. You don't get your code. You can't download it and take it out. You have a conversation design that's like, you know, saying I can draw a paper design of what I want my website to look like, but I can, I don't know how to write HTML. And the value is in having that HTML so that you can go to a different website host and still have something active. And there's feature, feature set limitations on some of these platforms too, because, you know, Amazon and Google are rolling out features faster than they can keep up with on their tooling. And so I, you know, there's some of them are really great, easy to use. If it's the right use case, right customer recommended is what I say. But for our customers who want something complex that's custom, those services that just let you draw out your you know conversation and your dialogue flow does not cut it. Um, but there's some great tools out there. You know, I, I, I mentioned Dynatrace for. Uh, application performance monitoring, Bespoken Tools is another great one, a uh, great partner of ours that, you know, we bake them into our solutions. Uh, we have a really good CI/CD pipeline. We've got DR environments. I mean, guys, you have to have multiple, you, you have to do this according to best practices. So multiple accounts, multiple users, what's your dev test staging workflow? Do you have a DR site? Do you pre if you're doing stuff on Amazon, are you dumping code to, to multiple, uh, you know, regions and services in case VA one goes down? I've been there, you know, like those hmm. are the, those are the things that those framework tools don't always provide, but we still use them to provide part of our solutions. You know, a lot of people use, uh, used to use, um, voice, uh, uh, the metrics company, I can't even remember them now, but you know, Dashbot's another big one that's coming up. Um, I mean, it's just, that's the opportunity. There's somebody out there that's like, uh, look at pulse labs. They focus on testing user testing of your skill. Like we use that stuff with focus groups so that we know that the end customer has a positive experience and wasn't frustrated when they went through this whole, you know, using the skill framework. So there's a, there's a valuable ecosystem of tools out there. Uh, 
but be careful what you adopt because you know you might be building a solution and and you're suddenly only as strong as your weakest link mm-hmm. that's really good advice that um before we wrap up then, Bob, you mentioned when we chatted um, on the phone a few weeks back that you, you've kind of been through the mill in terms of challenges and roadblocks and things like that. And you're obviously kind of vastly experienced in, in the corporate side. So I can imagine that selling to the, the corporate world uh, would more or less become kind of second nature to you. But I'm wondering whether, and we've touched on a few things in terms of some of the risks and stuff like that, but I'm wondering if there's any other challenges that you've faced over the last kind of two years uh, or last year since you've kind of got started and and what were some of the solutions to some of those challenges well that's such a good question that it feels almost overwhelming because i could i could get in the weeds and start at a high level and i'll I'll take it at a high level because there's a lot of really talented people who want to get into voice and maybe start your company and don't understand what it takes to do that and i was very uh excited and I moved very quickly. And when you move fast, you make mistakes. And we felt a lot of pain over the year. I mean, anybody that's successful will tell you it took a lot of failures to get to this point. And I, I want everybody to realize that that is what you're going to have to go through. You know, um, there are people in the voice space who are living off of 401ks that pay themselves minimum wage because they are the founder of a company that cannot say, oh, I need to make six figures. No, you're not going to ever get investment until you grow a business, until you have a true business and it needs to be run like a business. So do you have legal counsel? Do you have accounting? Are you GAP certified? Let me see your financial models, right? Like there are people, there are hobby and then there's business and the challenge for everybody out there is the same thing that these that all startups go through. So if you're thinking about getting into voice, start reading up, you know, check out the the Dave McClure's and the Angel like uh, Jason Calcanis, read what they say because you are going to feel pain like everybody else has to do this and be what you're passionate about. Some of the other challenges, right? Like, hey, we've had bad quarters. I've had to fire people because various reasons, those all are really crappy things to do. And as a small business, you better know how to deal with them. Um, We've lost deals and it's your attitude that defines you. Um, For example, we lost a deal with 1-800-Flowers last year. They were unhappy with their first provider. They were shopping around. we lost to a very respected competitor that does great work and we didn't lose to price. And this was, uh, this was not cheap guys. Um, we lost because we didn't have the right Amazon relationship. And, and you know, as I, it's easy for me to communicate with other people, Hey, why help me grow my business and learn why we lost this? How can we improve? Right. And they'll, they'll tell you. And we took that loss and built, and instantly all my focus shifted to build an amazing relationship with Amazon. And, and I'm so thankful for them. There's so many amazing people because they're just like us. They, they love Alexa and voice and want to change the world. And we're all in the same boat, like skin in the game together. And, um, you know, those are the opportunities that how you react to those challenges 
is is how what defines you you know and be prepared you know if, uh, if you don't know how to bootstrap your business and you have to go find investment you know you're gonna have to hit delay on a lot of stuff to go kiss a lot of frogs to find money and you're not gonna <laughs> get that money until you have traction so it's it's a really difficult thing to get into voice and i'm happy to share my experiences with others because there's so much opportunity out there you know, I, like I said at the beginning, right now is the best time ever to be alive to get into tech. I don't care if you're 65 years old or, you know, you're 50 or you're 15, you can drop what you're doing or ease into this and become a subject matter expert in a year that will have so much in demand that it's, we can't fathom, you know, Alexa and Google assistant and Cortana are those robots they're talking about that will take our jobs. And I'm defining, I'm going to be like, not mine. It will always be business, but there will be people that need to program this stuff and implement ideas and use cases. So again, if you're interested in getting into voice, follow me on Twitter, follow at voice XP Inc. Connect with me on LinkedIn, Bob Stolzberg. I'm happy to share my experiences and the path we've gone down because we're trailblazing, you know? And I think there's a, it's our pleasure to, to help others grow and succeed in the space. Wow, that was inspirational. Thank you so much, Bob, for, for taking the time to, to speak to us. That was such an interesting conversation. That really, really appreciate you taking the time to speak to us. That was absolutely immense. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Hey, guys, if you want to learn more, if you're a business that wants to just see some demos, explore, just shoot me a mail, demos at voicexp.com. Check out the website. We're we're relaunching it in the near future. Um, I'm, again, grateful for the opportunity to share our journey and, and customer experiences with you all. Thank you, Kane. That was Bob Stolzberg from Voice XP. Thank you so much, Bob, for joining us. Thank you, Dustin, for co-hosting. That was an interesting episode, that all about Alexa for business. I mean, there's some features in there that I didn't even know existed. Being able to lock down devices and all that kind of stuff is absolutely unbelievable. It looks like and it sounds like and it is the case that Voice XP are doing immense work in that space. And Bob's experience on the enterprise side has obviously set that company up immensely in a position that I don't know whether any other voice first company are in which is fully understanding the enterprise client and the the people who make purchasing decisions and the kind of needs that they have and security requirements that they need to meet and he seems to be in the perfect position to be able to allay all of their fears manage all those risks and and it sounds as though voice xp are doing amazing work and i wish them all the best for the future hope there's been a plenty of insights in there for you that was one of the most inspiring podcasts that we've done really uh well it probably was the most inspiring podcast i think that you know his knowledge and passion for the for the topic is immense um and it sounds as though there's some real real big opportunities to be had in the alexa for business space so thank you as i said bob for for joining us really really appreciate that thank you dustin for co-hosting don't forget to check out dustin's book again the links will be in the show notes and lastly but certainly not leastly if that's a word i'm sure it is and it is now if it wasn't before <laughs> lastly but not leastly thank you all for listening and until next time see you later